Hello and welcome to Passing for Normal, where normal is shifting all the time. I'm your host, Sharon Weil, and during this time of coronavirus uncertainty, sheltering at home, and social isolation, I'm bringing you a special series of helpful insight and practices from experienced body-focused practitioners in order to keep you healthy, protected, and calm beyond face masks and hand sanitizer. My guest today is Marcelo Botero, fitness expert, biodynamic cranial sacral therapist, and continuum somatic educator. And we're going to be talking today about finding richness, resiliency, and new discoveries during this time that we might consider as a pause, a stall, a stop, or even a retreat. In other words, about the dynamic potency of stillness. Welcome, Marcella. Hi, Sharon. Uh, Marcella. Thank you. It's May Day. It's May Day, full of springtime and revolution. Yes, it is, indeed. Sitting here and looking at the poppies outside my window is so fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Marcella, you are so educated and skilled in body, mind, and spirit. You bring together your understanding of physiology, physical movement, meditation, and then at a deeper level, cranial sacral and the fluid work of continuum. So I'm so excited to be talking to you because of the deep well that you draw from thank you thank you it's an honor to be here well, it's so great so we're interested in resiliency right i mean a lot of what this podcast is about is talking to people about change a lot of of what this specific series is about is helping people find more resiliency and adaptability during this extreme time but also anytime so Talk to me about resiliency and your view about about it. Well, you know, it's, thank you. And I think it's a great question. And I think it's really important to, you know, when we, we hear a word from like resilience, there's so many different viewpoints that you can start interpreting it and make it your own. Yet we need to understand that resilience is not something that we need to learn. Resilient is part of who we are. And the, I feel like, if in, especially in this time, the rediscovery and reconnecting with what is resiliency in our system, in our breath, in the spirit that we carry, especially in this particular, you know, time of challenge and unknowing, it's like just slowing down enough that you can really listen to that rebound that we carry in every cell, that connectivity that allows us to know what is the next step of health. But the health is already inherent in all of us. So when I, when I talk about resilience, especially in this time, it's more about can we pause within the pause in order just to listen what is being asked from our systems right now. Mm. And so how do you listen? How do you find that pause in the pause? Well, it's, it's so interesting because we are supposed to, you know, we are in self, uh, I'm kind of like self uh, sheltering at home. And many of us are much busier 
than where we're doing our lives outside in the world. I mean, I don't know you, but you know, personally, my life has changed so much because my life was personal interactions with one-on-one-on-one -on -one -on -one people all day long. And now I'm doing the same thing, but sitting in front of a screen and mm -hmm. connecting with people through the screen. So it has been a really re-learning uh, of where is my resilience. So the way I connect with that pause is like finding my back body, first of all. Like I'm feeling like we are so drawn forward into the screen world and the phone and Zoom and everything that even now that we are talking on the phone without the screen, it's mm -hmm. a little foreign these days. <laughs> right. you know, we don't connect. We don't connect in this way. Yet it was the way we all connected before. But I feel that in this moment, especially as we're talking, if I can feel my back feels my back body in the chair, it just slows me down to begin with. And I can listen of like, okay, what do I need to say? Where is the impetus for words? Can I take an inhale before I respond to your question? Can I just let the natural world and the green that I'm seeing informing me so my words are not just springing from my head, but springing from my belly, from my heart, from the connectivity that I'm hoping that these words can elicit to the people that are also listening? So it's like, for me, the listening to that resilience is like not jump to doing things really fast and efficiently. It's more just like, okay, what's in between my back and the way I talk the word? Mm -hmm. What mm -hmm. is in between my back and the way that I sit on this chair that can really connect from my heart to all the listeners? So that's kind of the way I listen, like try not to jump forward into what needs to be done or my fear or my projection and just go back to that, um, you know, that health imperative that is within me, whether I recognize it or not at this moment. Yes. So you're inviting in a, uh uh, a deeper awareness, even as you're doing the task of working with someone uh, across a screen, right? You're, you're very much in touch with your own, the sensation of your own awareness, even as you are reaching forward. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's a very important learning um, experience that we are really, uh, it's such an incredible opportunity right now. Because when we are going through our life and, you know, functioning as life as usual, we don't have the chance to really notice the patterns of how do we connect with people, or we don't. Mm -hmm. And right now, because we are in this more confined situation, and we need to learn to connect in a very different way than the usual. I think it's an exquisite opportunity to really sense, like, where am I connecting from? Where am I listening from? Where am I speaking from? And inviting that 
you know, that physiological um, stir that we feel when we are about to talk, when we are about to touch, when we are about to look at someone doing movement or movement that we do ourselves. Yet now we have the possibility to really slow it down enough that we can reconnect from those paths of connectivity with other and with self in a different way. Yeah. You know, I'm so aware that one of the, you know, one of the inherent characteristics of humans as well as viruses and any other um, aspect of the natural world is our ability to adapt or create workarounds. I mean, you know, we're concerned that this virus is a mutation and will create other mutations because viruses, that's what they do, right? They replicate and they mutate and that's not only their job, it's their joy. Um, and humans, I'm noticing, you know, in the beginning of this sheltering, there was so much fear and, oh my God, and what am I going to do? And how's it going to be? And is there going to be food? And am I going to be okay? And all of this. And now people are finding ways to adapt and repurpose their work or, you know, find other, find ways to get online. And, you know, all of these, all of these ways that people are, um, finding ways to adapt. Um, Some people, so it's an opportunity, right? Or it's a necessity, right? It's a pause Mm -hmm. that is not our choice, but we have to respond to it. Totally. Some people are doing well. Other people Mm -hmm. are not doing well. So Mm -hmm. can you speak to what is the discomfort about being in the stillness or about being in the pause or in such a big change? What's the discomfort there? Mm. Good question. You know, it's, it's interesting because there might be discomfort in the stillness and in the pause, but if we really go back to our physiology and biology and how we are created, Stillness is in the center of who we are. And, you know, just at the moment of conception, you have 24 hours before we start, the cells start reproducing and growing and really fast, where the sperm is the egg and there's nothing happening but stillness and union. And in that pause, there's such a potency. And then if you think of, of nature, you know, you have the hurricane and in the middle of that intensity, there is the eye of the hurricane and this absolutely stillness within this swirl of incredible movement. And that happens all around us. So I feel that nature, the virus, the situation has brought us to this moment to reconnect with that place that is so ingrained in us. Now, what is the question is like, why are we so uncomfortable? And my personal opinion is like, you know, as when since the moment we are born, we start putting all these different layers of identity, function, how to do it, where to go connectivity, 
And that stillness gets really um, pushed away. And it feels like if I am not Marcela who goes and see clients and works 20 hours a day, who am I? If I am not doing this particular, who am I? And in this moment that that pause is imposed in some way onto us, it can feel really uncomfortable. Yet, everything from every movement we do during the day to the breath itself, you know, that changing from inhale to exhale, there is a brief pause. There is a stillness in that. From exhale to inhale, same thing. There is a brief pause. So I feel that if we approach the stillness from a moment of befriending it, and just knowing that there's no threat in the stillness. And we don't need to hang there for hours, you know? <laughs> like, no, I mean, I'm serious because you say it's like it's stillness and all of a sudden there is this huge like, oh my God, I cannot meditate for 20 minutes. I cannot sit quiet for 10 hours. And it's true. That is very threatening. But if you befriend that quiet moment where everything is possible, and it's possible to recreate who you are and how you function, like you're saying, that adaptability. But just make friends, make a relationship with that brief pause. In, every, in your moment activity, you know, it can be as simple as as you standing off from a chair, you just notice the pause before you complete the motion, you know. And it's just that simple. When you're grabbing your cup of tea and you make that contact, can you be fully present in that moment in between activity? So it doesn't need to be daunting. It can be inviting. Because it's that moment where all potency, all potential is available in that one part. So that's kind of the invitation or the way that I like to approach it. And I feel that in this moment, many of us might feel a little bit uncomfortable because it's like, you know, it feels like there's life before the virus, life in the shelter in place during the virus, and then there's like, and what will be after the virus? Mm -hmm. And there's this moment of like the... If you're not in the moment of the stillness of this particular instance, and you're kind of like jumping into the future, being in the stillness when your mind is going 100 miles an hour, what's going to happen when this is over? You miss the point. You miss that one instant of stillness that can be super nourishing and informing of, okay, I'm here right now and all is happening, I'm touching my cup of tea, and I'm relating to that brief spot. So it doesn't need to be like this huge thing of stillness, yes. yet it's happening each moment during the day. Right, and I'm, I'm touching this cup, and I'm feeling the sensation of touching this cup, and this I know, and this is real, and this is happening now. 
right? You know, whatever I project about what's going to happen next or what's going to happen in the future, what's going to be, what's going to happen when the world opens up again and how's it going to open up, that I really can't know. I don't know. And the truth is we didn't know before. We just acted as if we did. Oh, my calendar tells me that on Tuesday I'm supposed to do this and on Wednesday I'm supposed to do that. And, but really, did I, did I, have any more certainty that that was going to happen? <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> and this is, you know, I think we're all being uh, really confronted by that awareness that, oh, yeah, yeah. Th- th- you know, life is impermanent. It's moving all the time. It's changing all the time. And, um, and so the constancy is by um, being, as they say, in the moment, as we say, in the moment. Yeah. But you, I mean, I think it's great what you're saying. You know, we have all the buzzwords. We know about impermanence and we know about the moment and we know being in the moment. I feel that now those words are taking a different connotation because it's really, I mean, what the situation we are in is really inviting us to make it our own. You know, we are seeing impermanence every minute right now. And, you know, and I am talking about the impermanence of the life as we have it before the virus, but also there's so much pain and there are people losing lives, so many. And, you know, whether you are touched or you you, you know somebody who was sick or who lost their life, it stops being the virus out there, you know? Yes. It starts having faces, and you really have to confront and befriend that impermanence. That before, like you said, it was, oh, in the calendar, yes, things can change any minute, yet we have the illusion that we have control over all these things. Right, because it's like, oh, somebody may change my Tuesday appointment, but... Right. But the world isn't going to, the world, the complete world isn't going to change. We're going to reschedule, right? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And as you say, you know, really, uh, really confronting impermanence or, or making friends with impermanence means making friends with death. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Our own, yeah. somebody else's, you know, within the cycles of nature. It's springtime right now. And so everything is moving in the direction of unfolding life, right? You can see it. I've watched, you know, I've watched this tree outside of my window, you know, get little tiny leaves. And now the, you know, over time, and now the leaves are full and vibrant green. And, and um, you know, we're in this cycle of, of uh, springtime unfolding. And yet again, we're being asked to stay home. Yeah. And there's a tension. There's a tension there, which is why I think like last weekend, it was a sunny weekend and everybody seemed to try to go out even in their yards, right? Because there was this wanting to move forward, move out, this moving out and yet being being um, held back, right? And what happens in the body, that tension between between um, two different movements, really, right? 
the one that mm-hmm. wants to mm-hmm. wants to unfold and expand. And I'm not even talking about the one that wants to move forward. I'm talking about just the yeah. one that wants to expand and the one that must be contained. Yeah. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, and I mean, I love the word tension, but you know, tension has such different connotations. And we, like, like I said before, you know, you have an idea of what the word means, and you have a certain, you know, you have experienced tension in certain places in your body. The tension of, you know, all that we have. But yet, you know, going back to that physiological imperative, the way we live in each cell is that dynamic tension of movement and stillness. So again, we are back into this theme of like, yes, the moving forward, yet can you feel the tension and not react to that impulse and be in that move very dynamic place of tension and respect you know i mean i think we all have to really be with what what this signifies the virus how safe we feel outside or not but we have it has been proven that this stay home approach has been beneficial and the deaths have been death so it's like, so that, that rebelliousness that comes from, I see the flowers, I want to go out, enough is enough, how much longer? So the invitation is like, okay, you see that, and you feel the movement forward in your body, and what can you do to inhabit that space in between and feel that suspension between the reaction forward and the being held back, like you were saying? And make a comfortable place of exploration in your own psyche, in your own physical movement, in your own connection with whether you have kids or pets or elderly family that, you know, you're talking with them through Zoom. It's like, where is that dynamic tension that can be addressed from the pause as much as the movement? And then again, creating a relationship where you can hang in that for a little bit even and then listen again to what is the movement forward or how is the movement forward and the held back after you have been in that place of tension and dynamic stillness before you respond oh i love this it's so I'm just feeling, I'm feeling it as you're describing it. And it is really rich. And if I'm really listening, I can make new discoveries. It doesn't have to be what I think tension is, or it doesn't have to be what I think uh, prevention, being prevented from something, right? There's a real Mm -hmm. richness. And so this feels like a perfect time to take us into an exercise, if you would about how to, um, you know, something simple, but how to play with this, this sense of activation and pause. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's, that could be very helpful at home right now. This is something sure. I can do besides just sit in a chair, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and that, I feel like, you know, one of the things that I have been exploring, because as I was telling you before, you know, my job has 
change dramatically from being <laughs> very active, walking, squatting, grabbing weights and being with people to all of a sudden sitting in front of a screen. I've been feeling like our legs, and it's true that many people are still walking and doing things, and I feel like that seems fantastic. But I feel that creating a little bit of dynamic tension in the legs and inherit that pause, because I feel like all, also legs are like such a metaphor of stepping forward and running ahead and walking ahead, you know, it's mm-hmm. like it, there's such a metaphor for this moment of like you're ready to just like hit the ground running and we are asking to stay back. So what I was thinking we could do, and, you know, depending on who's listening and how is your, you know, mobility and physical health, but I feel that we all do this action of sitting at the chair <laughs> and that simple action is the action of squatting so you don't need to squat super low but y- most of us when we get in front of the screen we need to sit at the chair mm-hmm. so how about we do it together Sharon why don't you you're sitting at the chair right now yes I am yeah of course I am <laughs> <laughs> So how about you stand up? Okay. <laughs> okay. Can mm-hmm. you do that yes. in your setup? Okay. Yes. So let's stand up and just, you know, notice the chair touching the back of your legs. So you're in, in actually close contact with that chair. But now you're standing, so you're in a different relationship with gravity. So I would, I would like you to put your hands on the chair, mm-hmm. like behind you, yes. and start doing the action of sitting down. Okay. And then pause halfway. Mm-hmm. So pause halfway and notice the, that dynamic tension in your leg muscle. Mm-hmm. And stay with that. And now I invite you to, as you feel that dynamic tension, feel your breath. Stay with it just a little bit longer. And listen to where is the impetus? Are you wanting to sit down? Or can you stand up one more time really, really slow, making connection with what's happening in your legs? what's happening in your breath, being in that stillness, and then choosing whether to sit down or stand up. Mm -hmm. So what happened for you there, and what did you do, actually? Did you sit up or did you stand up? I stood up again Mm -hmm. and then came back because I'm playing, right? I'm... Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and making a difference between the functionality of, oh, I need to plop in this chair so I can, yeah. you know, sit down and do my work, right? This is something else. Yeah. I'm playing now. So I came up and then I stayed in that mm-hmm. in-between place. And then as I was coming down, I was aware of what it took for me to mm-hmm. actually find the chair. And then once sitting in the chair, how much contact... Uh, could I make? How much mm-hmm. could I really spread the base of my body into the chair? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. 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 So I love the playing with the with, with this kind of movement because it's so familiar mm-hmm. and it's so automatic. So, you know, the other, you know, whether you're sitting like we, we just did with the chair, if you have a wall and you feel the support of the wall and you can come down into a version of the squat. And again, don't, um, don't force it. You don't need to come really low, but just feel that full engagement of leg pushing the feet against gravity, the support of the wall behind you and stay there until you Feel that dynamic tension in the body. Notice the pause. And then either go lower in the squat or push up against the wall and come up to standing. And notice what's what's different because it enlivens the body, Mm -hmm. just feeling that dynamic tension. Yet the rebound when you come up and choose to do that with full engagement it really creates a different neural pathway where you are like really much more comfortable with that still point that you can choose to go down or to go up and make it different. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you can do that the same movement if you're lying on your back and you're pushing against the wall until you feel that tension, if your feet are on the ground and you choose to raise the hips. But I feel like, you you know, inhabiting the legs and asking them to work in a different way than just sitting on a chair and finding that pause between the next movement that is familiar and the possibility of doing it in a different way or feeling it in a different way can be really valuable in this time. Yes, I feel like this exercise that you're laying out is um, is an absolute embodiment of the entire conversation that we've had. Mm. You know, to really be able to uh, find those places of pause and to listen in and to feel which direction I want to go. You know, to feel exactly. where I'm called rather than where I'm telling myself I'm going to go, mm. as well oh, yeah. as you know, as well as. Um, Uh, experiencing the whole thing as a dynamic, even in the places where there are tension, you know, maybe muscle tension, maybe my muscles might even shake a little bit if I'm not, you know, and to experience that as, as using the word dynamic rather than using the word tension already creates a different um, container for that different set of possibilities. So fabulous. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I love that. One of my favorite the definitions of what the midline, you know, we have this midline that goes from the crown to the tail. It's like shimmering electromagnetic field with dynamic stillness at its core. Mm. And that's who we are. That's what in li- that's our antenna, crown to tail, moving through us and informing where we go. So playing with the tension and the dynamic tension of possibilities is such an integral part of our being. So opening up that door of play in that way, I think can be really supportive during this time. Oh, delicious. Delicious. Absolutely delicious. Marcella, Mm -hmm. thank you so much. What a... 
What a fabulous um, teaching conversation this mm. has been with you. I would love Thank for you, you to. Sharon. I would love for you to please tell our listeners how they can uh, be in touch with you, find more about you. Um, so please, how can people get in touch with you? Well, um, these days, the Google, Dr. Google and the Internet might be the best place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the name of my website is still-movement.com. So that's my, um, the, the best way to reach me right now. Um, I do, you know, do sessions one-on-one. I teach continuum, and this has been the first time that I've done a series online that is about to complete this week, but there's a lot of um, possibilities swirling in my being that that probably will be another offering also online, so stay tuned. You can always join my, you know, my email list by visiting my website and you know i teach different uh, retreats and this year we don't know where it's happening and how it's happening but um if you visit my website all the events will be there and i'm always available for private consultations and uh, ways of supporting anybody that is interested in this area oh fabulous fabulous we're marcella This has been absolutely wonderful. I thank you so much. Thank you, Sharon. It's been such a pleasure and an honor. I appreciate all that you're doing in this time and supporting the larger audience. Thank you so much. Thank you. This has been Passing for Normal, conversations about change. If you like our podcast, please leave a review on iTunes or SoundCloud. It helps our audience to grow. To find out more about author Sharon Weil, go to SharonWeilAuthor.com. You can also find out more about the Changeability books and about all the guests featured in this podcast at that website. Large or small, go out today and make a brave change. Dare to bring new ideas forward. Our world needs you right now.